Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Mad Get Radio, the show where we shoot the shit about all things Ninth Age and throw in a few dick jokes along the way. On tonight's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the impending Scottish Championships 2021. And to do that, we are joined by the captain of Team Scotland and the fluffmeister for the world of the Ninth Age. It's Ed Murdoch. Say hi, Ed. Hello. And as always, I am joined by my tireless co-host who has to put up with all my endless moaning and saltiness. He is legitimately the glue that holds all this shit together. He's the Vespasian to my swamp swimmer. It's Paul. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. That was a good duo. I enjoyed that for multiple reasons. Uh, and just in case that was too subtle, stop stealing our shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about tonight. Andrew's... Uh, He's on edge. He's he's angry. He's uh, I, I feel like the salt miner is going to have to come back to defend his title soon. I'm very salty. I've been spending too much time with Fraz. I think that's what the problem is. Mm. It's bad for the health that he's infected me with his uh, his wiles. <laughs> um, so on tonight's show, uh, it's great to have Ed back. We haven't had him on for a long time, um, and he's going to help us talk through the Scottish Championships, which begin this Friday, Friday the 26th. Now, usually when we do a, a tournament pre preview kind of thing, uh, we normally go through all the lists, but seeing as there's 68 players who have signed up for this, uh, we thought it might be more humane not to subject you to that, um, mainly because we want to get this out for Friday before things kick off. So instead, what we're going to do is we've gone through the list ourselves and we've picked each picked out uh, two of our favourite lists and two of our must-watch matchups for the first round. Uh, but before we dive into the TSC and everything about it, it's time to take a very quick trip down everyone's favourite salt mine. Yeah, baby. It's all time. So this week on the salt mine, um, your miner of the day is me. I am very salty. Uh, I am salty about the pyro changes. So for those who aren't aware, the, the pyromancy lore path changed just before New Year. And it uh, changed quite subtly. Um, I think it was Cascade and Fire that changed to basically a combat buff where you, it debuffed agility and armor, which I thought worked really well for the lore. Um, but we've just had another patch on the 18th of February. And they've not only done away with that, but they seem to have changed the Blaze attribute spell for Pyromancy out of the blue. It's now changed to an 18-inch Strength 6 AP2 attribute missile, um, which... I just feel it's one of these things that gets around the weaknesses of the army. Hint, hint, Paul. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just you fucking bollocks, me. quite frankly. <laughs> am I being salty or am I justified? I would say, for my part, it's not so much that that bothers me, the attribute change. I'd agree I'd, it, it, that seems quite left field. 
to me, the annoying thing is we just had a really left field change that no one really expected, and I think that one was actually better. Um, so it's just the fact that we've had two very unexpected changes in this path, and I feel like there's not really been enough time to know whether or not the initial change was good to warrant a subsequent big change. So for me, I, I get it. Like that to me is is more the issue with the with the changes. It just seems a bit fast and unnecessary, which I would say is very surprising given the kind of history of how the project normally works. It's normally a lot more careful with that kind of stuff. So I think that's quite a big change in and of itself. Okay, Ed, what do you think? You've maybe got the inside lane on this one. I have to say I really don't. Um, I don't tend to get too involved in the rule stuff. And so other than uh, chipping in a little bit to say that, yes, magic uh, pyromancy could have different strength options. There's no reason why it would have to be bound to strength four. I didn't really get involved in this. Um, I did quite like the idea of changing Cascading Fire to be the debuff that it became, um, partly because that synergized quite well with orcs and goblins having access to agility drops with witchcraft so that was quite a nice little combo um, it also plays ogres yeah also ogres yeah um <laughs> but uh i i understand what the point was pyro is a very uh one trick pony and it's i think it's been seen less and less uh, where armies have options for alternatives so this does give it a little bit more utility i agree i'm not really sure with the whole change to Cascading Fire, now it's back to being what is a fairly boring missile spell. And I'm sort of against boring missile spells in general. I think there's enough of them in the game uh, and any chance to change them for something more interesting is a good thing. This way, it's a little bit useful against armor, not great against armor. It's more useful against high toughness things. Um, so maybe that is slightly less geared towards the weaknesses of pyromancy than before because really the weakness of pyromancy is armor now they've got an attribute that can do a single ap2 hit but they don't have a massive benefit against heavy armor which was the case in the other change so i would argue that it's maybe slightly less geared towards the weakness of pyromancy in general okay andrew your rebuttal i just I don't I, like. I agree with with you, Paul. That it just feels like they just made that big change and they've not really given it time to let it settle. Because like, how many events have we had in in that what six weeks between the the changes? It just doesn't feel like enough time to have really felt out the changes in the path. And uh, yeah, I I really liked that they did change that slightly for pyromancy because I do think you know pyromancy is very one dimensional. But it gave Pyromancy, crucially, another combat buff, which I felt like it needed. Um, and, yeah, I just I don't see the point in that. And then to, to then change it back to Cascade and Fire and then make the Blaze... I wouldn't even mind so much if the Blaze was Strength 6, but the fact it's Strength 6 AP2, it just feels like... Who yeah, made that monsters decision? monsters don't really have much armor, so AP2 is normally enough to deal with a monster's save. And it just have... makes it good against other things. Like, for example, Altars of Undeath, which now don't get any saves against that, and which I'm playing against Pyromancy round one in TSE, and that's got nothing to do with this. How many Altars have you got in that list? I got, well, I've got two for now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just I don't like it. I'd agree. I think it for me, it's 
it's just the rate of the change. I would get it if they had left it for six months and they were like, yeah, this is absolutely bent. We need to change it. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. But I think that's partly driven by the the nature of the yearly updates. You know, there is only a short time between the the annual points change and the tidy up that comes later. So maybe the very early feedback was that this spell was too much on, I don't know, the, I'm speculating here because I don't, I'm not uh, on the inside track on that sort of side of things. So um, maybe that's why, maybe they tested it um, or maybe they just felt it was too big a change to let go for an entire year before the next round of changes. This is um, our girl, Andrew. We talked up too much in the, in the, the episode <laughs> where we talked about the pyro change. I know. So We've got too much influence. That's our problem. Yeah. <laughs> too many listeners. God damn it. Ah, With great power comes great responsibility. Oh, I know, and we fucked it once again. <laughs> okay, well, that makes me feel a little bit better since you guys kind of agreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, so we'll leave that one there. But if anyone has any thoughts about this, um, I would particularly uh, enjoy uh, hearing about them. But if you agree with the change, just don't bother because I'm not interested in. I want you know what what what's the uh, the term when you're reading newspapers that only agree with your confirmation e- bias echo chamber yeah no I want that I want to sit in the echo chamber just uh, if, you, <laughs> if you're not part of that just don't bother I'm not interested um all right before we get into the TSC which is going to be the meat and bones of this episode anyone got any interesting hobby to report and I'll um I'll jump in first because I know Paul will um attack me on this point and I'll just say that I've got no hobby. Uh, update and I'm a worthless piece of shit. <laughs> you take all the fun out of it when you're all self-deprecating. Can't hurt me now. <laughs> it's much more fun when you try and defend yourself. <laughs> no defence required. Is that, <laughs> is that two months on the trot you fucked your uh, hobby commitments? Well, to be fair, in January I did the, um, the spirit host and the necromancer. And that's what you said you would do, right? That's what I said I would do. And ten skeletons. And I've done the 10 skeletons. In February. In February. <laughs> okay, but they're still done. But they're still done. I just haven't done anything else, which is shocking, right. but okay. true. That corpse cart is just languishing on your painting table. Well, maybe, out, Andrew. maybe this is an opportunity to test their influence, because if the uh, the powers that be want to make corpse carts better, <laughs> wink, wink, um, I might paint mine. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's clearly enough motivation. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that ends up. Tune in next time. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Go for it, Ed. What have you been painting? Uh, what have I been painting? I really haven't done enough. Uh, I did oh, finish damn it, my, Ed! I did finish my January commitments uh, just into, in February. into February. Um, my plan is to... I've got a box of uh, River Troll models that I'm going to turn into Bridge Trolls. My plan is to cut them off progressively so that they're kind of coming out of a swamp. Um, and Very so nice. I can turn six models into nine uh, models because I'm all about being Scottish and representing the penny pinching aspects. No, dude, I'm not happy with that stereotype. That's not on. <laughs> I'm going to buy another box and you can only build four. <laughs> I'm going to compensate. 
we spend a lot of money on this to be fair (laughs) oh i mean it's it's not it's not as if i have i don't spend money on models because that that would be a misrepresentation but no i just i like the idea of having them progressively coming out of the swamp so um but i have yet to work out how to do swamp bases that's a challenge that i'm still working on so that's kind of robbed the the motivation to do the the modeling quickly um i have got a bunch of um uh magic lore trackers uh which i've forgotten the name of the company that produces them now dragon dragon lake miniatures i'm gonna check them out was this the one on kickstarter yeah this was on kickstarter um so each lore has got its own tracker type tokens so uh i've been building those up as well so i'll give them a paint over the next little while but i think it'll be a combined march february and march uh, target for me so these were these were ninth age specific tokens. Yeah, ninth age specific tokens. Um, I think there were army ones and lore ones, magic I'm path sh- ones. Yeah, I'm sure they were put in the the Scottish chat poll. You've definitely seen these. I think uh, I think Guillermo uh, has the STL files. Um, of course he does. <laughs> course STL he does. files for fucking everything. Um, so yeah, you can you can check them out, but uh, they're just they're, they're a nice little addition, like a nice little prop, and and a particularly good way of tracking Comet uh, Wrath of God. So, so I'm looking forward to getting on that, but I've just been swamped under other things recently. So I can't believe we're at the end of February as well. In yeah. my defence, it just seems <laughs> to have gone like super quick. Um. But yeah, that that'll be my only piece of defence, Paul. You can all you can put it to shame now. How much have you done? Uh, what have I done this month? What was my what was my commitment? Oh God, so I painted a couple of. Uh, could cut through fillers. the smugness with a knife. <laughs> I've done so much I can't remember. It's all just <laughs> blending into projects and. Um, so I've done my Mercvet conversions. Um, not all of them. So I'm going to do going to do 10 so i've done the first five so basically i've got the tw auric brutes so i've taken the heads off and i've green stuffed a new position for the neck because the posture of the brutes the neck is very much at the front and it's like very hunched and because the models are already a little bit on the small side for ogres if you just stick an overhead on it it looks really disproportionate in size and then Mm. it just fucks with the aesthetic a bit so i've just green stuffed the neck to be higher up so it's more like the the ogre is standing more upright so i've done those um and i've done bases i've done like elevated bases for that unit as well and i oh yeah that's what i did i've got the riders painted for the tuskers so that unit's completely done now which is good cool and i finished off the unit fillers for the scraplings. So I've got two 60 by 60 unit fillers. Um, so the plan will be maybe not next month, but the following month, I'm going to pick up some Mantic, the new Mantic goblins, and I'm going to maybe kit bash them a little bit. Um, Michael is donating some shields and bits and bobs from his bit box. So I'm going to add some stuff onto them to make them look a little bit more ramshackle. So cool. Yeah, it's been good. Um, not tons and tons of stuff painted, but definitely progress. So yeah. Yeah, progress is progress. The yeah, uh, the Macbeths are looking very cool. Yeah, I'm really happy with how they've turned out. Um, the 
the other proportions for the models are actually quite good so it's, it's quite easy just to stick on iron fists and stuff mm. like you can just completely take the hands off um some of the weapons and just stick um leftover iron fists from ogre kits and they go on really well like the hands are more or less exactly the same size so um you don't really need to disguise any of the the joints with green stuff so pretty good so yeah, yeah looking forward to painting them um and the other thing i'm going to try and do this month um is finish off the green stuff on the bruisers which are almost done but um i need to do all the fur trim on the boots and then they'll be good so next month i'll probably do more painting than building i think and get some of this painted so are you still thinking by the next kind of couple months things will start coming together for the the ogres yeah i'm hoping well the merc fits i think i'll prioritize painting them and i'll get the bruisers done so they're like the next painting projects and then i'll maybe get some scraplings to build and a couple of mantic giants i think um just because they're awesome like yeah they're nice the scale's so good and specifically for ogres like the gw ones are are nice but the regular ones i think are too small for ogre giants so i think the mantic ones will be better very nice and are you still working on your uh ogres ed is that kind of and obviously the trolls are on the the to-do list but yeah my my ogres are almost complete to be honest nice. um okay. yeah i those were my 2020 project uh and i did pretty much finish in most of an ogre army i still i've got little things like trappers that i'll work on completing uh some stuff for and i'll add to it over time but i've certainly got enough to field most list combinations so i'm pretty happy with that nice i liked your uh your trap markers for the traps <laughs> they were very good that was just pure fun no uh no reason at all to do that versus any other modeling project but it was entertaining oh no yeah you got you got to treat yourself <laughs> um and if anyone wants to check out any uh these projects that we're talking about you can do so you jump on the form go to the scotland sub thread and there is a painting league there and uh if you want to give me dogs abuse for failing my painting league yet again feel free to do so um <laughs> I'll I'll just report you. Me and Stunt are good friends, um, so I'll just get you. I'll get you in the bag. Um, so yeah, we'll leave it there. We'll go straight into TSC now. So let's jump into the main topic of the show. Magic Radio. So Ed, talk us through TSC. What is it, and is it any different this year? Yeah. So TSC, the Scottish Championships. This is our annual sort of. Uh, hallmark event in scotland um big gt uh growing bigger i would say every year um it started uh i think three years ago technically this is uh, scottish champs four we're calling it five because it made everything a little bit more round uh and if it's good enough for google and apple and everyone then apparently we can do that as well um and yeah this is usually held at common ground games uh, it usually would be five games over a weekend. This year, we're still not in a position where we can do that. Don't know when we will be. So we decided better to do it on Universal Battle and just basically have an event. Um, it's still a GT. It's still five rounds, still Swiss pairings. We went with 5,000 uh, points to shake things up a little bit, which has been quite good looking at some of the lists. Uh, there's certainly some different choices in there than there have been before. Um, we also did some custom maps, which are Scottish themed. Um, and I look forward to seeing somebody complain about how they've screwed over their 
battle plan and how unbalanced they are, uh, which will be entertaining. I can do that now if you want. <laughs> <laughs> that lake is fucking huge. Yeah. The rest of them are cool, but the lake is fucking huge. Get yeah. fucked, ske- skelly block. Yeah, the skellies are just going to stand <laughs> on the shore and do fuck all that game. At least you've got range. Uh, so so yeah but uh, this year we have 70 players in fact uh entering so um yeah it's one of the biggest if not the biggest ub event uh in the last year um i think we've kind of had more and more people uh jumping on to ub events as, as a way to just keep in with the hobby and keep doing things um so yeah just in time for warhol yes yeah <laughs> For, no, I think uh, UB is going to be around for quite a while. Yeah, I don't think Warhol's going to completely eclipse UB for a while. I think. No, it does look very cool though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled for that, guys. Um, so we've got what would what did you say? Seventy lists? Is that our yeah. total now? Bloody hell! Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of boys with toys. Um, Paul, you did a bit of analysis of the the lists as they were coming in. Were there any takeaway thoughts? Um, yeah. So. It's interesting um if you kind of think about if it was an even spread it would work out to be about four lists or just a little bit more in some cases um and there's only how many armies are there there's 16 so there's about eight lists that kind of fall within that fairly well balanced between three and five lists total in the whole event but then you've got Dread Elves, Sylvan Elves, Warriors, and Beast Herds with 8 and 7. And then you've got EOS, KOE, Highborn Elves, and UD with only 1 and 2. So there's definitely winners and losers um, just now, at least in the UK meta. I don't know how much of this has got to do with it being a 5k event and how that's maybe swung certain people's army selection just with being able to run certain things now at that point level that you can't normally do. Um, There's obviously a lot of monster lists and things, which you can you can fit in now at that level so it's interesting um i would have thought so looking at it dread elves i think it makes sense because it's the kind of new hot thing and i'm not surprised a lot of people are wanting to give that a go warriors are one of the strongest books so i'm not surprised there um i would have expected to see more infernal dwarves there's only four lists yeah um, which is average but i would have thought they would have been above average um same with demon legions um, there's only three Demon Legion lists. I thought there might have been a couple more. Um, and Ogres as well. There's only three Ogres. Ogres, I think, are really strong just now. So I thought there might have been one or two extra ones. But um, yeah, apart from that, I, I mean, KOE, I'm not too surprised. There's only two lists. I, I think that's not uncommon for them to be near the bottom. Only one Highborn Elf list. Maybe that's a bit of a surprise. I think they were recently ranked among one of the stronger books. And there's only one person so callum well done you're best in race <laughs> and, <Nailed it>. <laughs> and only one um undying dynasty list um luke williams congratulations you're going to be walking away with that yeah. trophy Gone I, the days. yeah yeah it's interesting um i mean i'm not too surprised with ud um i think there's definitely other army books which are enjoying their spot in the limelight what about you guys was there anything there that you thought was a surprise? Not really. I thought that I thought that the number of Sylvan Elves was a surprise. That was probably the biggest surprise, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I guess with Sylvan Elves and Beast Herds both, there was an opportunity to um, play with the monster cap 
and I think that probably drove quite a few people to to pick them where they might not have chosen them normally. Um, but to be honest, there are actually quite a few dedicated Sylvan Elf players in the mix there. You know, Johnny Cavanagh has been running them, Josh Burns been running them, Rory's been running them uh, fairly consistently, consistently. So I suppose it's not really a surprise that it doesn't take much of people taking it extra to swing it up to a big number. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, like you guys, I thought the, the Sylvan Elves was surprising, um, especially since all you hear is that Sylvan Elves aren't top tier. But I think part of that is pushed by, like I said, the, the changes in the caps for 5,000 points, but also the, the quite subtle change in the um, the most recent patch, which upped their allowance for trees and the tree character slash uh, dragon. So I think all bar one, maybe, I might be wrong on that, but all bar one, perhaps, uh, have a mix of like two characters or one character and double tree or double tree and a dragon and some yeah. of that. So, and uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty nasty. That might just be a wee bit of a hype train that people are jumping on. Um, Fucking posers. Well, yeah, 4ID is, is weird because ID are definitely still... I mean, they've been hit pretty hard with the bat, but that's because they were fucking bent before <laughs> and they needed a good beating. Um, so maybe people have jumped ship. But like Ed said, I think that we were talking about uh, before we came on, there's a couple of people who are regular players who we associate with certain army books and they've taken different army books this time around. So like uh, Ryan Amiri is obviously well known for playing Infernal Dwarves. Uh, he's jumped to a different book. Um, and there's a few examples of that across the board, so that might account for a few of the, the kind of stranger choices in armies, maybe. Um, what were you thinking, Ed, as these were coming in? Do you think that, like we were saying before, like this is maybe just a, an opportunity? We've got all the Masters players here who have just finished up. Maybe this is an opportunity just to try something different, maybe a little bit of a decompress after taking their favorite armies to the masters yeah i think i think there's probably about half have done that and about half have worked on um improving the lists that they had uh, or or variations on them so it's probably reasonably spread between the uh between all the different um ways of approaching it i think yeah are you t-shirt question mark i don't think so i don't I really, think so either i, I really fucking don't at it I mean, I, I think they're not the, the world-beating position that they were. Obviously, the magic has had an impact on them. But I still struggle to see them as not a strong army. I agree. I just want you to confirm my uh, preconceived <laughs> notions. Uh, so, yeah, so before we go into the list themselves, were there any other kind of takeaways that anyone had looking at the, the list spread? Any surprises? I thought there might be a couple more demons to be honest, but they seem to have stayed down the numbers as well. Yeah, I think the demon book seems really flexible. Like, there's a lot of options in there. You can build the list in lots of different ways. So, I thought um, it's interesting though because this this is this event is ranked, isn't it, Ed? Yeah, absolutely is. So, as you say, gets... like a lot of the masters players that normally are in and around that event every year are obviously here, and it's interesting that maybe half of maybe jump ship to try new armies. I wonder if that's going to be like a consistent army choice for them going forward or mm. if um, like Andrew was saying, it's just an opportunity to try something different and uh, you know, a 5k event with custom maps, it's maybe 
seen as being a little bit more casual despite being a ranked event so i wonder if um people will be consistent with these armies or not i'm not convinced by the spread that that's a reflection of the strength of some of these books no yeah so i think it probably is just a reflection of um the event and what people are maybe aiming to get out from it i think the start of a year is a good time to test out lists and ideas um particularly given that etc didn't happen so you didn't have that natural break at the end of um the end of the summer so Mm. for some people this will be their first chance to sort of really think what can i test out new this year and maybe build on is the scottish championship slightly earlier this year uh yes it is i think it's usually a couple of weeks later because it's in march so this was just coinciding with the end of uh the end of the masters yeah okay yeah, I'm just wondering because I mean Bristol would have normally happened before yeah. the Scottish Champs, right? So yeah, because Bristol's normally happen. start of Feb, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So we'd have had last year we had Bristol, then we had Scottish Champs, uh, and then it went into lockdown. So. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if that change in the the tournament calendars had a, an effect on people's decisions to run certain armies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're, we're not going to go through every single list, um, but nah, the, the list document is up on the uh, the forum if anyone wants to go check that out and have a wee peruse. Um, so what we've done instead is that we went away to our dark corners and we've each selected our top two list picks. Now, these list picks might be because we think the list is particularly strong or because it's particularly cool and we want to chat about it for a little bit. Um, so on that note, Ed... As Capitan, uh, who is your first choice? Yeah, so uh, my first choice is Matt Brown uh, with the Beast Herds list. It was tricky. I think a lot of the Beast Herds lists went down a similar route, which was let's go crazy with the monster cap. Um, This particular list only has five monsters rather than six that someone like Tim has. Um, (laughs) But he does have double Gortek. He's got three giants with uh, beer barrels. And he's got two Minotaur Warlords. And as your combat smash army lists go, that is just, it's just glorious. I mean, that's just peak. He hasn't, he hasn't even got any Minotaurs for the Warlords to hide in. They're just on their own. I was going to say, like, is, do you think this is just target saturation? It's like, well, you can oh, yeah. go for them or you can go for the, 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 the Gribblies. Absolutely. You can go for the guys with the four up uh, Aegis or Fortitude, or you can chew through the monsters. You can't really all of it uh and by the time some of that reaches you it's going to be really dangerous so i love it i'm not sure it's the best list in in the in the uh, pack by any measure but i think it's taking a theme and just running to running to extremes with it which is great fun is matt brown related to james brown i don't believe so oh that's a shame that would be we do nice. we do have a couple of brothers i think in the uh in the in the competition yeah i almost actually picked james brown's list as my choice partly just because his name is james brown Um, (laughs) yeah can we confirm that is not the reverend (laughs) godfather of soul hardest working man in show business (laughs) and ninth age connoisseur apparently um is this all kev's fault minor tour lords broken and he's let the genie out the bottle I think a lot of people watched the Masters and there were a number of people who commented and said, you know, if you took Kev's Minotaur Warlord and uh, 
Jeff Keeling's uh, soothsayer build on Chariot, maybe his Chieftain as well, and just combined that, that would be a fantastic army list. Um, Matt Brown's obviously gone for double Kev rather than the Kev, um, Ooh, I like Kev Jeff combo. So some people have gone for the, the Kev Jeff combo. Um, I'll be interested to see how that one works, but uh, I've, I've picked Matt for his double Kev. That's canon now. Kev Jeff combo, that's the thing. That's a two Kev rating. I like Kev that. Kev Jeff combo. That's kind of, you need to think about that. That's hard to say. Kev Jeff I'm, combo. I've yet to meet Jeff. I hear his name all the time uh, in terms of tournaments and stuff, and I've never been at an event at the same time as him. I, I think I was in Cardiff when he was there uh, a couple of years ago, but he was up at the top table and I was scrabbling around somewhere in the top third or bottom th- or middle third so uh yeah i never actually got to see him uh, closer to the bar you know right <laughs> okay um only three scorers it's it's got the swag but potentially dangerous there uh paul what do you think of this one um it's certainly cool i knew that was going to be a thing like the whole monster spam um it, it gets massive cool points um nowhere for the minors to go is pretty risky because i mean given the choice i think you're going to go for them because they're just way more points and way more important to the army um i i get the appeal of a go attack but i think they're shit wow well like they're they are cool but i've just played too many games where they do fuck all like when nicks brought them in the past it's like it's agility shit with no save. So I just think a lot of things will take it off, and it's a yeah. chunk of points. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it's it's cool. Um, what's he got? Shamanism, solid. I would have maybe been tempted to go Druidism with that many single models, but maybe that's a bad idea. Fuck knows. I don't play Beastards. Um, yeah, it's cool. It did stand out to me when I saw it. I saw double minor warlord. I know you've had enough fucking headaches been against one, never mind two. It's definitely got something going for it. Yeah, I think someone did something very bad to Matt in a past life, and that's why he's the way he is. (laughs) You played Nick. Yes. This is Nick's fault, actually. Uh, Six attacks, uh, 12 wounds. wounds. (laughs) That's that's a bit average, eh? Fair, fair. Um, Am I right in saying that the beer bar, I know it's the throne weapon, but that can also make them drunk and sober and shenanigans, so they can vanguard they can become drunk they can use it as a throwing weapon uh and they can always grab a tree out of a forest and get the uh auto hits you get that with the beer barrel well that's a giant beast giant rule generally um so you can chuck the beer barrel but you can always replace where any weapon you have with a tree i thought you had so to you... take that as an option that pretty tree thing no you can no, run I... it the forest and yeah. take it yeah it's uh, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the best of options because it's limited to AP zero, so you get auto hit strength five AP zero. But uh, it's certainly good in certain matchups. You hear that, Tim? Your list's shite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just lads on Tory, bro. Uh, okay, so we agree on a two Kev rating on that one. Oh, this is what we could do. Out of five, we can give it a Kev rating. Can we give it a Kev Jeff rating? A Jeff Kev? Yeah, a Jeff Kev. Let's go for that. I'll give it 2.5 minus out of a potential 5 on the Jeff Kev combo. Oh, I, I think you're selling it short there. If we're doing the Jeff Kev, then it's got to be at least a 3. Mm. I'm go- I'll give it a 4 because of the spiciness. 
Who needs scoring units? Yeah, I'd, I'd go five. This is this is what I want to see. This, this is for someone who's committed to a full on smash up. Yeah, I don't want to play that. That's too much shit. <laughs> um, okay, so a strong start on the Kev Jeff uh, Richter scale. Um, Paul, who's your first choice? Right, let's uh, let's skip to uh, Sean Hughes's list, which is oh. a Ramen's form list. Everyone's second favorite Liverpudlian after Pete. <sighs> Fuck, I can't find it. Where are you? You bunch of ratty bastards. I'm gonna get a really snide message. Oh, here we go. Now. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I find it. So you know that expression, uh, the the hero we need but we don't deserve. <laughs> I've heard that. Sean's the hero we do deserve but don't need. Uh, we, just, <laughs> we, do, we don't need it because it's fucking vermin swarming fuck vermin but he's the hero we deserve because he's brought none of the fucking usual filth Good that man. every other fucking vermin swarm player has brought so he's got two A-bombs two units of 12 vermin hulks he's, and then he's got just three blocks um, and then he's got he doesn't have a vermin demon doesn't have any gazelles doesn't have any Dread wheels or whatever the fuck they're called, and then he doesn't have, um, doesn't have any uh, war platforms or plague disciples or plague disciples. This is just like, what is this? This is amazing. Lads. Loads of lads. Yeah, I mean the I, fact that this is it. still a good solid list shows that the Vermin book is one of the most versatile out there. But what, it's like, it's five blocks and two monsters for support, and you just push it at someone and you go, do you want to fight me? Question mark. Yeah. With Thaumaturgy in there. Um, and a cult sim and a half-decent uh, fighting character, Chief BSB. Nasty. Yeah, Nasty. no, I, I, I appreciate this list primarily because it isn't the usual cheese, but I think it looks cool. So... For me, this is... We're going to have to find another fucking rating system. We can't use the Jeff Kev system on every other list. Mm. I mean, this... this. Uh, I mean, given that Trent picked up the game this year, went all the way to the Masters with uh, Vermin Swarm, maybe it should be a Trent rating. Nah, fuck that. That's just showing off. That's not a rating. <laughs> Give this a, it'll be a cheese rating. Yeah, this yeah. is a cheese rating. What's the stinkiest okay. cheese you can think of? Stinking Bishop. This is, this, is, this is pure stinking Bishop. Well done, Sean. Okay. So how many cheese wheels are we giving this then? I'm giving it five. Oh. I really like A-bombs. You don't see a lot of them, but they're they're good. They're so cheap for what they are. Are they, are they res five or strength five or both? They're six, I think. Um, it's the random movement that screws them. Sometimes. Yeah, and other times it's amazing. They're, they're not the quickest. They're res five, four up, and a strength six. Yeah, that's. It. I knew. Yeah, I knew one of those attacks. values was five. I couldn't remember which. Six attacks. Three d six. Three d six. Yeah. What a bunch of crazy cunts! I want four of them. <laughs> <laughs> they're the same price as a Varkalak. How has this happened? It's. Oh. I think it's just the speed. Uh, having having experimented lots with random movement 3d6 just is not enough to get you where you need to be it's enough to tie up a flank but it's not enough to be a, a flanking monster threat but it scares the shit out of people though oh Everyone, yeah everyone's staying on that 18 inch mark <laughs> oh yeah it's it's great fun watching people work out how close they can go 
it's even mm. funnier when they measure it wrong and they don't yeah. account for the pivot and you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that never works. Like I've never actually hit when I've done the pivot, but every time I do the pivot and go, oh, well, actually, it's an hour seventeen to hit you. <laughs> Instant sweating by yeah. That was the whole concept that Paul's ETC list was built on. So yeah. <laughs> don't go tell people it doesn't work. <laughs> mad, uh, mad shout out to my main man, Paul Funborough, for uh, continuing the squiggly diddly list. I approve muchly. It's very good. Honourable mention. Yeah. He almost got uh, an M1 on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're, we're happy with that, Sean. Um, and Sean's a lovely guy. I hope he smashes his face. Uh, my first choice is the Bulgarian bandit himself, Haristo. I thought, you know, everyone was like, oh, Bulgarian bandit, that's going to be Lutrana. No, 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 this is the OG, this is Haristo. So Haristo's taken Orcs and Goblins, which he's been playing uh, a little bit with over the last kind of maybe like six months. Um, and I'm now furiously scrolling through this fucking massive list document trying to get to it. Here we go. Um, and... I think this is stealth good because I think you read through it the first time and it doesn't particularly look that impressive, but it's actually a really nicely well-rounded list that kind of does a bit of everything and will be very reactive, but can push with certain elements when it needs to. So it's a uh, Orc Shaman General, Common Orc Shaman, uh, Wizard Master Shamanism, Paired Weapons, Destiny's Call, Tenor Orc uh, Autocracy. And the troll ale flask. He's got an orc chief, iron orc, with shield, willows ward, BSB, double ether, gone, plate armor, alchemist alloy, lucky charm. He's got the compulsory two goblin witch doctors on chariots for 155 points each. Jesus Christ. Um, they're both apprentices because you only need to be apprentices because he's got one on pyro and one on thaumaturgy. He's got two units of 39 forest goblins with um, spear shield, full command. 20 orcs with paired weapons, bows, full command. Two units of eight goblin riders, forest goblins throwing uh, weapons. A big unit of 25 iron orcs. A little unit of 15 iron orcs. Three boar chariots, three splatterers. And two green idols, great green idols. Ed, you're our resident uh, Orc and Goblin fanatic. What do you think of that one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really like it, actually. Um, I think the the balance, as you say, is really strong. You know, he's got six spells. He's got two magic missiles coming out of the Goblin Witch Doctors. Um, he's got five chariots in total. He's got two Res 8 monsters that will really do good work against infantry. I think probably the the issue that he might have is against faster, hard hitting lists, um, where the the splatterers will help threaten uh, infantry, potentially monsters as well. But I'm not sure that a that a sort of armored fast list, for example, might cause this one quite a bit of problems. It doesn't have that much speed. It's got a bit of ranged threat uh, with the chariots, but um, I, I would have liked to have seen maybe a bit of Cav or maybe a Cowboy in there to, to project some threat. But um, overall, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's really good balance. And I think there will be a lot of people who struggle to deal with the, the combinations that it offers. Are the, the Goblin Witch Doctors, the apprentices on the chariots, um, is the chariot quite a 
common choice for them. I've seen them in wolves, but I don't yeah. think I've ever seen them in chariots. With apprentices, because it's not that much more expensive than just buying a goblin wolf chariot. Mm. So uh, I think basically it's it's just a way to give you a chariot, give you a, a cheap magic missile carrier, um, and give you another charge or chaff piece. Okay. I mean, it's not, I guess it's less chaff and more, I mean, what's the movement of a goblin chariot? Is it nine? Nine, nine eighteen. So yeah, they're good at charging off other... They can you march? Know. No, no, they can't march. They're just nine inches. Oh, but, sorry, I thought you said nine eighteen. No, no, uh, sorry, yeah, I think I did. I meant they're nine inches, but, um, you know, you can still stick them out nine inches in front, but also you can just use them to charge off chaff or, uh, and, you know, it's a goblin wolf chariot. It's not bad on the charge. Movement Was nine. it four wounds? Uh, four wounds, strength five, AP two, plus one, uh, D six plus one impacts. So it's strength five. Yeah. Orkin Goblin book is madness. Telling you, man, it's like thirty-five points as well. So like, you get two extra wounds, you go up to toughness four, and you're on a chariot, and you can still flee and shit if you, yeah, get in trouble. So. Yeah, no, I like I get the I get the rationale. Like I think the. I've I've seen plenty of less with the wolves, but I've just never seen them on chariots before. That's interesting. Tend to see adapts of wolves. Um, the the chariots seems to be a bit more common for the apprentices, because um, you're basically just using them as a magic missile chariot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's interesting. Martin went through a stage when he was writing Orc and Goblins lists, and he would send them to me, and I would just send it back immediately. It's, it's not got enough chariots in it. <laughs> Come back when you've got every single character on a chariot. <laughs> uh... He stopped texting me for a while after that. Um, <laughs> okay, so what well, we'll, we'll give this a mad get rating. There you go. Oh, it's got oh, zero mad gets. Well, none because he's got no mad gets. Fucking what a loser, eh? What's that about? Michael's going to be watching this. Michael's been. Uh, Michael's very firmly adopted the the Schmidt tactic of taking cave goblins with <laughs> mad gets and witchcraft and just putting like triple march banners on them and just throwing them at people. <laughs> He's not going to be happy with the forest goblin selection. Yeah, he's he's got one uh, an apprentice on witchcraft that he, he thinks exclusively is very, for that yeah, reason. which he thinks is really secret and no one knows what he's doing, but everyone knows <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> it's good though when it works. Oh yeah, yeah. And it only needs to work once for it to be justified. Oh, I fucking did it against me last time we played. He oh, you're a nugget. Fucking mad gets into fucking Merkvets. Not good. <laughs> Silly boy. He's playing Henry, uh, I think, on tomorrow or the day after, maybe. So I'll be watching and see if oh, he yeah, gets that. that um, okay, right. So, Ed, what do you think? Uh, a mad get scale? scale? Uh, I mean, I would say it's a solid four. I really like the triple splasher. I'm looking forward to seeing if they hit anything over the course of the tournament. Classic war machine. Yeah. Okay. Paul, mad get ready. Um... Don't know. I'm not. I played against um, Orkin Goblin artillery. I guess it's not a full artillery park, but I mean, it's. I feel like they're there to do a job that could be unreliable. So I'm going to give it three. Oh. I mean, they are they're just to deal with blocks, right? And then they can shoot monsters if need. But that's the good thing about having two Greek green idols, because if anything gets too close that you don't want to fight, you just throw one of them in front of it. Mm. You go, I'm Rezzy, fuck off. So yeah, I'm going to give it a five Ooh. because I backed it. So if Risto does shit in it, <laughs> that's going to look really bad for me. 
Yeah, if Haristo does shit, he'll still end up with fucking 50 points or something. Yeah, so Haristo, fucking, come on, man. Get him in the game. Um, Ed, who was your second choice? So, my second choice was uh, your rival for best in race on Vampires, uh, which was Sean uh, Shane Baxter. I like how you just fucking cut Mikey straight out of that. Like, who is that guy? <laughs> He's not one, even a one, one of One of your rivals. One okay. of your rivals. Um, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, James is playing vampires. <laughs> <laughs> so, to be honest, there, there are lots of parts of this list that are, you know, that are good. There's a Shrieking Horror, there's a fam- there's eight vampire spawn, there's the Chaff, there's the big units of ghouls, there's three Banshees. But really, I picked this list because he's got a vampire count surfing on a Strigoi surfing on a Shrieking Horror. And uh, a Strigoi surfing on a Shrieking Horror with shamanism, uh, which is just awesome. I know it's been an option forever, but I don't actually know if I've ever seen anyone take it to a tournament. So I just I love the idea of uh, this mad guy on top of a big monster bat thing that's um, shrieking death at people. Didn't Matt Reed run this at one point? He'd never put the guy on the, the horror. Chump. Yeah. I, I mean, it is. He's painted one, right? He has, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a really nice looking model, and that that I think probably inspired me when I was looking at the list, thinking just I can now visualize that concept and it looks fantastic in my head. Yeah, Shane and I have actually been, we've talked about this before, but putting them on, and so is uh, Mikey and I. We were talking for a wee while about, because Mikey actually tested this for a bit, um, and it was a similar kind of build, um, and Mikey was saying that he was getting good results with it. He thought it was pretty solid. Um, because when you take the Shrieking Horror as your mount, um, normally Shrieking Horror is a six-up fortitude, but he, as a mount, he's a five-up, nice. which gives you a little bit more kind of safety margin. Um, so yeah, I think this is very cool, very cool. Does he get vampiric? Uh, yeah, on a six plus. I like the I like the spread. I like the spread between shamanism, evil, and alchemy that he's got on the list. That's cool. Um, Playing against your lists and knowing how many raises you can get in a list and how much that can really fuck up your game plan would have been nice if you had some raises, some extra. This is going to be his problem, I think, is that you need to play really tight with vampires at the best of times. Um, But his magic will be quite short ranged uh, between shamanism and evil, and like the alchemy won't be great for buffs. So he's going to have to play even tighter, and he's only going to have, because he's probably going to take rays on both the necros. Potentially raised on the Strigoi Vampire as well. Um, so he's really going to have three spells that aren't raises. So he could find himself in a bit of a tight pinch, but it's still double Shrieking Horror and eight Vampire Spawn. And there's a lot of monsters kicking about who do not want to play Shrieking Horrors. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. If he gets good matchups, he could really do well. Yeah, exactly. And the Banshees get Terror, right? Uh, the Banshees are Terror, yeah. They're just really nice. Like A lot of people have, are using them as kind of quasi-chaff, spiky yeah, chaff. Yeah, multi-purpose. It's nice. Yeah. Ghasts don't score, though, right? They do not. But the little three-man darts have been around for a wee while. Um, they're just good blockers because they're toughness five and hard to shift. Yeah, they're yeah. a pain in the dick. Do you run them one by three? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can do whatever the fuck you want, but um, a lot of people run them in one by three. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, what's okay. the rating system for this one? Uh, we'll go. 
What's the name of the the Count's cereal on Sesame Street? <laughs> Do you know? Are you quizzing us right now? No, I can't remember. Martin this, would know. This isn't Count Chocula. Oh, maybe I'm getting it mixed up. We'll give it. We'll go with Count Chocula. We'll give it a Count Chocula rating. I'll give it three chocolate. chocolate You've been chocolate. savage tonight, Paul. Stingy. Right to the bone. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go five. I think this is just glorious madness. It's great. I'm gonna give it four because it will need good matchups, and there's a fucking shitload of war machines kicking about. <laughs> Which might be a problem. <laughs> Which might be a serious fucking problem for him and me, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Still, a lot of monster lists, so if he gets paired into them, he might be alright. Yeah, exactly. So, he's going to roll the dice, but I like the thought. It's ballsy, and it's cool. And ghouls have poison, so... Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's good. What do you think he takes as his evil spell? Do you think he just takes rerolls of wood? Um, I mean, he potentially takes Whispers of the Veil, just because it's longer range. And it synergizes well with the Shrieking Horrors. Rerolls to hit for the uh, ghouls is pretty nice as well. I mean, the ghouls get the unbuilt rerolls once they cause a wound, so... Yeah, once they cause, that's true. Yeah, they can kind of get around that. I thought that the Vanguard's quite interesting because his ghouls might get too far ahead of everything else. I guess he's got 18-inch bubbles, so it's not going to be too much of an issue. But Might be there just to help them keep up with the horrors if the horrors want to jump forward. Yeah, and then the gas are sitting in the backfield going, ah, oh, fuck, we're moving set. <laughs> or you leave your chaff behind. I've done that before. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, fuck, the bats. I forgot the bats. I wonder if he'll do the, uh, the old Andrew Lind uh, tactical deployment with the spawn. What, deploy them backwards? Because you can't yeah. trust them. You have to. Yeah. They're the worst. They're crazy bastards. But I mean, there's no BSB, right? So You don't take yeah. a BSB. Come on. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> it's when someone scouts on behind you and the spawn goes off. To the- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, okay, cool. Very cool. Um, nice one, Shane. Uh, Paul, who is your second list choice? So, second choice, um, I'm going to go with uh, Chris Bond's Wars of the Dark Gods list. So, he's gone full lust, pretty much, in this. Um, He's got the classic three min-sized units of warriors in core with lust, with halberds this time. I guess that's just to make up to the 1,000-point mark rather than the 900 you would normally have. Um, He's got... Three units of six chosen with halberds and a unit of five with halberds. Um, all lust, obviously. Two units of warrior knights with lances and lust. He's got the Helmaw with two ominous gateways. And he's got a pretty cool uh, little chosen lord cowboy with lust. He's got the demonic wings. He is a basically two-up armoured dude with parry with a flaming aegis. And then for magic, he's got a sorcerer who's a master on occultism, occultism or occultism? Occult. Occultism. I would say occultism, but listening to all these fucking battle reports by people who can't speak English, they've ruined me. Keep saying occultism. (laughs) Ah, those Americans. I mean, occult. Isn't that yogurt? Isn't that what that is? That's yokel. Jesus. That's yokel. It sounds like fucking yogurt for women. Right, anyway. Right. That could be a nice sponsorship deal if we could get that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's got a master on yogurt lore with the heirloom um, kicking about on a horse. So very mobile list. Um, it's just the the potential shenanigans you can do with lust and a helmet are really really funny. 
Um, not only can his list flee, but he gets Fain Flight. And minimized so you can, uh, rally tests as well. Yeah, so you just push forward, you put your tokens behind you, you flee, you rally, then you move into the token and you bounce out behind the person, and then they're like, fuck. <laughs> I don't like that. It's pretty bit, cool. bit tricky to reliably end up on your tokens if you're fleeing. Well, you can you can kind of uh, set it up. I mean, effectively, he's going to be baiting people with us, right? So yeah, either absolutely. they charge and you run, and you're not going to catch them, and you charge something else, so they flee, and you feel charge, and then there's still three or four units here that can charge you back. So it's quite safe, especially with the minimized discipline checks. Um, he's got champions and everything, so everything's nine. So pretty reliable. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, he's got it's all, it's pretty MSU. So, but I mean, even the chosen. I mean, if he runs them three by two, that's still like nineteen attacks. Yeah, it's mentally. It's such a large amount of damage potential from such a small frontage. Um, and then he's got halberds and everything, so everything's at least strength five. Um, so it's nice. His lord's a little bit fragile. Though, I, will, I will say that. Um, he does have burning portent on him, which is really good, but he's only got a two-up armor save, so you'll need to watch snipes and where he puts them. But pretty cool. He's only five hundred and seventy points. He's not a ton for a Yeah, pretty cheap. Yeah. Okay, um, Ed, what do you think about this one? I think it will be an absolute nightmare to play against. Um, just just trying to picture all of those flea paths and um I, I i wonder if he'll struggle at times to bring enough to bear on any one unit to to punch through and whether he'll get caught into combats particularly on steadfast but as paul says it's, it's a lot of damage from a small frontage mm. um i think the issue might be trying to get enough of his units into the same combat to to really break things um but maybe maybe he just doesn't care because he's got so many that are out there i think it's a it's a list of it that will take a lot of attrition from people um because even if you kill something it's going to hurt you probably before you do so i'm really interested to see how it performs the yogurt lore um (laughs) is an interesting choice because what does he sacrifice yeah. He's got a I mean, the cheapest thing he's got there are warriors and they're only ten man units. You only sacrifice one each. Right? Yeah, I mean they're high enough discipline, you're only losing one, but when you're losing one from a unit of ten, it's not ideal. No, but if he's got one warrior unit that's basically dedicated to uh to just ditching a few wounds yeah maybe i mean he's on a horse though so he's likely going to be mobile on the on the sorcerer so that the chances of only picking it one unit is unlikely with the course of six turns i would think maybe i mean the, he's, he's going the to be five, in a warrior knight uh unit yeah the five chosen might actually be cheaper per wound aren't they than a warrior two wounds versus one you'll need to do one wound don't you yeah yeah it's true but again i don't know i don't know if i like that to be honest oh. I think the list is cool, but I don't know if I would take a cultism. He doesn't have Veilwalker, which means he can't boost the range, which is one of the big weaknesses as well. Yeah. Um, but I think that the idea behind the list is really cool. 
I mean, he's 25 by 50, so he can jump in the Warriors units. Yeah, he can do. But when shit hits the fan, he's still... He's going to leg it. He's going to fuck off, and then he's going to be on his own. So I think if he's been playing a lot with this list and he knows how to do it, then, yeah, it will absolutely be a pain in the deck to play against. But um, movement and positioning is going to be really important. So if you fuck something up... He can flee, obviously, but then... Yeah, he's got, he's got to be careful. But I think it's cool. I really like it as an idea. Yeah, I agree. I think the um, the experience thing is going to be big in this because the, the Helmo lists are a nightmare to play against if someone knows what they're doing. Yeah, if but you know they're how hard to, to get right. It's really effective. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very cool. I like the idea. Okay, so how many spiky cocks are we giving this edge to get away? <laughs> uh... As it's lust, I'll upgrade it from three to four. That seems mm-hmm. appropriate for them. That's a lot of cocks. Andrew, what are you going to give it? Um, I got a mental image of that bit in seven. That's exactly where my mind is. Yeah. I fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> Get reenactments. John and I actually watched that quite recently. I kept walking around the house behind her going, I fucked her. <laughs> Probably too much information. Yeah, I can't get that back now. That's out there. Um, (laughs) I will give this. Oh, I like it. I'm gonna give it a five spiky cocks. Five spiky cocks. Yeah, I like it. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Um, cool. So that is your second pick. My second pick is uh, someone I I don't believe I've ever met before, um, and I don't recognise the name. So either I'm a dick. Or as a new-ish player. And that is one of the Sylvan Elf players. Um, and that is James Ledward. Um, and I have to scroll all the way back up to get to Sylvan Elves. If you just imagine a dancing bear. He's still dancing, don't worry. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Here we go. Uh, yeah, so James has got um, a druid on a dragon. What a baller. Wizard Master, Shamanism, Sylvan Blades, Double Binding Scroll. Sexy. He's got a Force Prince General on a Great, el- great Elk, sorry, with Light Armor, Destiny's Call, because they fucked that one right up, haven't they, with the update? Fucking everyone's running that. Um, light Armor, Destiny's Call, Sylvan Elf, Bow, no one gives a shit. Uh, Sylvan Blades, Titanic Mike, everyone gives a shit. Dragonfire Gem, Wild Hunter, what a ball bag. He's got a Chieftain on a Eagle. He's the Eagle King. BSB, Light Armor, Essence of Mithril. Again, they fucked that up. Sylvan Elf, uh, Blades, Spirit of the Whirlwind, Spirit of the Whirlwind, uh, more attacks. Potion of Strength, 25 Druids, Champion, 2 units of 5, Heath Riders for scoring darts. 2 units of 6, Kestrel Knights for Shield, Standard, Champion, and the Banner of the Silent Mist. Which is a soft cover one. Uh, five forest eagles. That's right. Five forest eagles. 220 points. Cash money. And a unit of eight briar maidens with a uh, flaming standard and champion. I feel like Sylvan Elves shouldn't be allowed to take flaming standards. I feel like that's just too much of a hazard. <laughs> that's why they're the briar maidens to be pushed out of normal elf society. <laughs> but yeah. Handle the fire over there. Get the fuck. You bitches be crazy. Um, but it's basically, yeah, it's like a c- couple blocks for holding objectives, and then the rest is just going to be a nightmare to pin down. Everything flies, 
or it's just super mobile um and it's just going to try and get around armies and a lot of static armies so like the vermin uh, the vampires the empire lists um if they get in behind you this is going to be really painful and uh in a category where a lot of the lists were looking very similar for the silver elves this was the one that stood out to me as a, something a bit different but um potentially very very good if it gets the right matchups yeah i like it it's very cool uh we need a rating system i need to be able to give this uh five out of five or whatever the rating system is uh for like elves I'm thinking hippies, hippie rating. That's not very funny. Tie dye, tie dye rating. Tie dye rating. We'll go with that. We're gonna maximum colors, all the swirls. It's mm -hmm. a five out of five for me. I really like it. I think it's cool. Fuck knows if it's gonna be good, but I think it is worth a punt. I really like that idea behind it. The mobility and the speed. It's very cool. Uh, Master shamanism on a dragon. Very nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe shamanism is the right lore. Maybe this plays too wide to use Druidism. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's not going for Druidism because I feel like James is a good guy <laughs> and he knows that Druidism is born as fuck and no one likes playing against it. This is true. This is all good points. So, I mean, James is really going up in my estimates. I mean, he could have brought Cosmo, and as Fraz will tell you, Cosmo is the best lore in the game. It is the best lore in the game. It's but shamanism not... is also very good. Mm -hmm. So, it's not it's not really a bad choice at all. Ed, you'll be able to correct me on this. Um, the scarification, that is the model, right? Or is uh, it the bearer? Oof. I believe it's the model. I think it's the model as well. But I would need to double check. It's the. Oh no! Yeah, I was to something. Melee attacks shamanism. against the target can never wound. Better than five plus. So no. it works on the dragon and the shrieking horror. Yeah. Nasty. But I'm not sure that that's the best synergy for shamanism, because in general, you expect those things to be wounded in combat on fives quite often. Yeah. If I'm if I'm fighting a dragon, there's a good chance I'm taking it with strength five attacks. Occasionally, it will be useful, but. But then again, is this is this just an added protection against other hard counters, like other monsters that have high strength that you don't really want to be fighting? Yeah, I think monster to monster, it's it's a fairly big advantage. Um, I mean, the druid doesn't. I mean, the druid's just there for the magic. The dragon's there for swag and combat ability. He's not buffed the druid in any way. I guess. Um. Am I right in thinking that it's the Forest Prince dragon build that would normally run Titanic Might? Yeah. 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 So I mean I, I think it's I think it's performing a similar role to uh my spider wizard where it can fight and it'll do the job if it needs to, but in general it's there just to make the wizard survivable, not have to worry about a bunker. Yeah. Do their job. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because the triads are they're slow, but they're fearless, and they're tanky for elves, so I think that's a good option just for something to stick on an objective when everything else wants to run about and do whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah, exactly. And if he loses both the dryad units, yeah, I mean, the objective might be fucked, but it's only 800 points he's losing because the rest of it's just going to be running around, so it's got quite good points denial if it needs to. Um... Are Eagle Kings particularly 
popular? Really mm. not, I don't think. I've seen maybe a handful of them run in the last few years. Um, yeah. I think they can join the Kestrel units, right? Are they not so. a different base size? Oh, they are. They're 40 by 8. Oh, no, the Kestrels are 40 by 40, right? Eagle Kings, are they not 50? They might be 50. Uh, <sighs> that's what I was trying to work out, was if he could join the units or not, because otherwise he's got two characters that don't have bunkers. That sounds like something uh, a Ninth Age podcast should have checked before they started recording. <laughs> Eagle King is 50 by 50, so it could join, but it'll be a different base size, so it could be picked out. I wonder if the oh, change to things like Essence and Mithril is, is making them a little bit more attractive. Could be. Being a little, it's, a, it's a cheap way to get a decent save. Actually, he wouldn't be able to be picked out, would he? It'd be the same troop, same troop type and same size. It would just be He'd just have to sit on the side of the unit. I can't remember how that works. Yeah, that's weird. I think you sit on the side of the unit because you can't sit in the middle, but I think you can't be picked out unless you're... Is that how the the slan does it in the skinks? Is that the same kind of... Yeah, 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 okay, cool. Yeah. The quattle, rather. Naughty, Andrew. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's really interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see if that uh, she, if that uh, prince survives to get into many combats, given that he won't have anywhere to hide from shooting and things. Yeah. Uh, the great elk can he not go in the Heath Riders? He can, but that's, it's not much of a bunker when you've only got to kill one of them to allocate hits. It's probably just like one, like turn one, keep him in there. Yeah. And then know. jump out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He yeah. doesn't get Vanguard, does he? Don't think he does get Vanguard, and no. he's also got Frenzy as a Wild Hunter, so he <laughs> <Went> backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it works most of the time. It's a really cool list, though, and I, I really like to see those five eagles. Oh, uh, do you think he just sticks them in the Briar Maidens, actually, and that's why he's got the Flaming Standard on them? Oh, that's where the Eagle King obviously goes. Mm. The Eagle King? goes in the five forest eagles because then that's a death star isn't it come on Uh, (laughs) yeah Yeah. then he definitely can be picked out that's the that's the cheapest death star i've ever seen 645 (laughs) points can't wait to see people just get taken off by five forest eagles (laughs) um okay ed what's your tie-dye rating uh i'll say i'll say three it's not enough shooting for me for a silver enough list I, I i think they need bows that's what they're there for i'm gonna give it five because it's sexy yeah i'm giving it five maximum swirlage Oof, that's woodstock level um okay so that's our top list picks now the first round draw has already been released um and what we did was we went through that um some of us had a more painful experience than others and we picked out our our kind of must-watch games. Now, again, this isn't necessarily games where we think that there's people playing who are then going to push on and, and claim the podium, but it's just matchups which are really interesting or amusing. So, Ed, what was your first pick? So, yeah. So my first pick is uh, John Turner against Gio Tira. Um, these are guys who know each other well. Uh, they're kind of club mates and they play regularly. But uh, this was a grudge match that Geo issued. Uh, and John's list is one that I probably would have picked if I'd had a third pick for uh, lists to, to look at. 
I think it's filth. I think he's got mercenary veterans in there that he's been using for years. He's got double cannon, double catapult, which is um, something that only ogres can do, uh, or I feel like only ogres can do to that extent with chariot catapult stuff. Um, he's got a frost mammoth that makes the mercenary veterans uh, a terrible prospect to fight against. Um, and then on top of that, he's got nine bruisers, 49 scraplings, uh, another little unit of scraplings and some great chaff. It's a great all round list in my view. And um, yeah, Geo's list is, is interesting as well. He's got plenty of shooting, no lack of shooting. Uh, he's got double marshal on great Griffin, which is not something I've seen done before. Um, and he has absolutely maxed out on characters with an Inquisitor and a Knight Commander. The fact that he's gone three Marshals, an Inquisitor, a Wizard, and a Knight Commander is, is pretty great fun in terms of character setup. Um, and yeah, it's it, I think it'll be an interesting match. I think the advantage is with the Ogres because it's, it's a really strong build, but I'll be interested to see how it plays out. It looks really entertaining. I think Geo's going to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I do like his list, though. It's I do really cool. like Geo's list. Yeah. When I read all two Empire lists, that was the one that stood out to me. Yeah. It's actually, like again, it's quite... Like, everyone just looks at the Griffins, but it's quite subtle in that it's basically a wall that just puts pressure on while the, the mobile elements get around the side. Um, it's It's... Good, but the problem is, is that he's playing a list which has got the perfect tools to get around that. And I think it's going to hurt when John absolutely wrecks him. Serves himself. Yeah. But knowing Geo, he'll have fucking goaded John into this. So <laughs> it, he probably deserves everything he's going to get. Uh... Very nice, very nice. Um, so who do you think is going to come out on top, Ed? <laughs> I I think it I think I'm going to back John on the basis that this is an ogre list that he knows well, but he is quite new to UB. He's still getting to grips with it. I don't know how much Geo has played. Um, it 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 may well be a a longer slog to get through the game. Oh, go on, Geo, just game him out. <laughs> Internet issues, ten ten, brilliant. <laughs> Okay, Paul, what do you think about that one? I'm going Geo because there can be only one. And uh, <laughs> I'm fully expecting uh, John to get more points than me using Ogres. So if, <laughs> if, if Geo can do a number on him, that'll help my cause clever, somewhat. So on, on yourself, Geo! <laughs> I mean, it would be amazing if Geo would, did, did, did win, but yeah, I think John. Okay, so that is a tasty matchup. Um, Paul, which of the matchups did you choose? Uh, so of the two that I fancied watching uh i'm gonna go craig the current uk master versus matty p and his um wars of the dark gods partly because um matt is running a kind of new list it's not something he's tried before so um the kind of quirky aspect of matt's list he's running two blocks of flares with um to barbarian chiefs in the list that can act as like little individual cowboys or chaff pieces but actually when they're in the unit they're actually pretty decent um because of the buffs that they get when they're joined to other barb units so i think that's quite interesting so he's actually very mobile in that sense which 
could be very good against Sylvan Elves. And like a lot of the Sylvan Elves, um, Craig is running two trees, at least, I think. Um, and Matt has the de facto Chosen Lord kicking about with Burning Portent, which the trees will not like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's definitely aspects to Matt's list that I think are really cool and a bit different and could serve him quite well in that matchup. And if he gets a good result out of Craig, that would be pretty awesome. So I am going to try and watch this if I can. I think it'll be quite interesting to see how it goes. Nice. Okay. Ed, what do you think about that one? I I mean, I like Matt's list a lot. I've, I've spent a bit of time talking it through with him and, and you know looking at some interesting options. I think the, the throwing weapons on the flares will surprise quite a few people. Um, you know, 20 strength 4 AP1 throwing weapons getting chucked into the flank of units is, mm. is not something to uh, sniff at. And, you know, the potential for them to flank charge things and, and hurt them quite a lot is, is really there. So um, I don't know how he'll deal with uh, with Craig, who will be very used to the idea of all the the overlapping arcs and things um and i think that'll be a real challenge for matt to to keep everything in his head while he's playing uh and so yeah i i think it'll be really i think it'll be really interesting i think it'll be a great learning experience for matt in particular in terms of how he he takes this list and and plays against someone who's uh obviously got a very strong track record my only criticism of matt's list i really i wrote something similar a while back and i sent it to fraz at, at forty five hundred points, and I think if you're, I, I really like the the barb chief and the and the flare combo, but I would run it with double chimera because they are also super fast, and just yeah. having even more stuff that can march twenty inches is just insane. Um, That's... but yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. What do you think, Andrew? Do you like you fancy Matt's chances? I mean, or is he gonna get pooned? Like, Craig's got quite a lot of light shoot, obviously, because he's got, like, the uh, Pathfinders and stuff like that, which will hurt stuff like the Flares. And the Knights, especially. And the Knights, yeah. But, like, the, the trees can be avoided, and his combat threats are all coming from the trees. So, I feel like it's not it's not a terrible matchup for Matt. If he keeps the pressure on, he can't let Craig dance around him and just pick off... Wounds well, all over got the place. Six Feldraks with flaming attacks, and he's got ten warrior knights with wrath and great weapons with flaming attacks. Exactly, and he's got the, the wasteland torch. So one of those trees is getting, uh, one of those um, forests is getting burned down. <laughs> it's just like fuck you to all the hippies yeah. out there. And the flamers have Strider as well, so they can yeah. score where the fuck they want. They're not going to care about the DTs. The flaming synergies will work really well against the trees. That's the yeah. other thing, um, you know, with alchemy and then uh, all well, the flaming attacks. Right? Yeah, 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 and the and burning important. Doesn't he doesn't particularly need the attribute, but it just it adds up as well. That means more of his stuff can fight the uh, trees all at the same time. He doesn't need to space out the combats in order to guarantee he gets the act the attribute off. Yeah, and the burning portent guy will have a field day with any of them. So yeah, I feel like this is a really good matchup as long as he keeps the pressure on. Um, and he doesn't allow Craig time to pick off stuff. God, we're really putting the pressure on now. I'm Don't worry about yeah. it, Matt. Don't be your own worst enemy. I can actually Fine, hear the this. sweat coming off his head as he's listening to this. Um, it's just unfortunate. It 
that Craig is the best player in the country. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like it's like this is this is heavily caveated with he's playing literally like the only is he the only person to win consecutive masters? Yeah. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah. So I mean like Craig knows his shit, so he won't make it easy for him, but I can't imagine I mean I could be completely wrong, but I would be surprised if Craig's looking at that going, I want to fight that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, wait see, I think it'd be interesting. Um I think Matt's just got to play his own game and not psych himself out as well because he's playing Craig and it's easy to do when you play a good player. Especially you play a good player and, and it's a good matchup on paper because that can oh, sometimes yeah. make it worse because then the pressure's on you like, oh fuck, I really should be winning this. So, but I have faith in Matt. Which is why I'm going to put Craig down to win. <laughs> <laughs> God, Andrew, you're such a scumbag. Oh, nah, Matt knows I'm only joking. I love Matt. <laughs> Right, so who's your 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 uh, first round matchup pick? Uh, so you guys all picked serious ones. Um, I went for the ones that are janky as fuck. So uh, my first one is Tanka against Mark Greensill. Fucking because the the amount of bullshit on offer in that matchup is <laughs> unprecedented. So Tanka, who's actually really gone down in my estimates, um, is, is taking Dwarven Holds, and he's taking MSU Dwarven Holds, um, and it's just fucking loads of shit, loads of shit. He's got, wait a minute, Dad's in there, let me get it up, because you really need to embrace the, the bullshit that is on offer here. Uh, right. Everything's horribly cheap in that one. Everything's fucking 10 man units. He's got a Dragon Seeker and a, an Engineer, and that's it for characters. The rest is 10 and 15 man units. He's got two Grudge Busters, uh, a unit of the eight, the Skirmish Seekers for the Dragon Seeker to hide in, uh, two units of two Copters, and double Cannon. And he's got a unit Miners to score objectives. It's just loads of bollocks. And then Mark Greensill, who's got a very special place and a very special level of hell for taking the list that he's got, He's got a Quattle Lord, General, Pyromancy, BSB, Relentless Company, Ancient Plaque, Train from Birth, Grasp of the Moral, all the toys for the, the Quattle. And then he's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 units of 15-man Saurus Warriors with Standard Bear. The table will not be big enough. I want to see this deployed. I want to just watch this game to see how they deploy. <laughs> I wonder if if uh, Mark is just going to pre-save the deployment and Probably. just load it in the same every game, just to save time. Yeah. I mean, just adjust thing, shit for terrain. I, I love this army personally because it's just so no nonsense there's there's no chaff in there there's no musicians yeah, you're not getting on... back on this podcast this <laughs> no, fucking travesty. there's no this musicians on the units this is just pure nonsense this is somebody who said what can i do with a book and he's just gone for it um and i i think this is to be respected i think it's well that's that's all we're mark needs to take a tonight. fucking long hard <laughs> <himself>. unexpectedly <laughs> I mean, Tanker's going to beat him. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's in any doubt. Sorry, Mark, but you fucking take that shit. Well, I mean, he's only got fucking Soros Warriors, so how the fuck is he supposed to win a game? I guess it's just target saturation. It's like the what Hermanard has done in the last couple of ETCs, where you just got loads of units of shit, and like you charge one, 
you maybe get stuck or you, you you know burst through it but then he's got like three units in the flanks and stuff like that mark deserves to get wrath of god every fucking turn <laughs> <laughs> i think because of a because i've uh played and lost to some filthy saurian lists recently my bar for what is a filthy saurian list is is very different and so i'm looking at this and going there's no poison shooting there's no one-up re-rollable cowboys there's no no variety no divination there's no fun there's no divination (laughs) sun tablet uh, essence of the free mind on the coatl so he can pick two different magic paths and take whichever spells he wants there's none of that stuff i think what, what mark will probably say himself is that i'm not sure he enjoyed playing this list last time so why so... the fuck has he brought it back <laughs> so is, i'm is not something... sure has something happened? Has Mark's Saurian ancient book is it literally just the Coatl page and then like <laughs> the back page has got Saurian warriors on it and then the rest have just been he's lost the rest of the book. God, this book's really one dimensional. You put two army choices. There was a bad fire. <laughs> I think I think it'll be a technical challenge. He didn't do particularly great with it last time. He's probably looking to improve on it this time and and have a bit of fun with it. Um, is Mark someone that played eighth? I I assume so. I don't know. But... Am I right in thinking this is like the whole cloud shenanigan bullshit? That I think usually that was skinks, wasn't it? Skinks, rather than yeah, you just double yeah, but that, away from that's, it's, that's the, the kind of logic behind it. It's just how much shit can I fit into this? <laughs> it, it costs fuck all that I can lose, and I don't care. I maybe it is could flags be. a scenario. Uh, no, actually. Oh, for fuck's sake, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> some people did comment that that would the fact that uh capture the flags wasn't included might encourage uh scoring spam mark read that post and he was like right that's that decided i'll get all the old saurus warriors out. i think i think the issue is that his uh all of his scoring spam has only moved four eight so um it's sure. up the entire fucking table <laughs> sideways yeah i mean at least at a normal event, you'd have to fucking buy and paint that number of fucking things. This is you can just generate that number on fucking UB for nothing. Well, you borrowed like minis from all sorts, right? Last time you ran this, I, most of the country and probably some of the continent. Probably, <laughs> I think apparently many. it was uh, Fernie lent him the uh, right, okay. the Saurians last time, but said what he an had enabler. To... what an enabler. <laughs> he was commenting on it earlier, but I think he was saying that. God damn it, was... Fernie. He he refused to lend him the uh, models this time around. Ah, oh, see, Fernie's a good lad. He knows what's up. <laughs> God, that, that changed pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mood I'm in tonight. He doesn't have any champions, though, so all those uh, character monsters. Yep, no champions, no musicians, can't reform, anything that gets behind him. Doesn't matter, because there's going to be more Saurus there. It's going to be a wider Saurus. <laughs> This is the dream for Andrew. You don't have to worry about your uh, your totem template because there's no room to get your totem. I am the deployment zone. <laughs> you just move your whole army around the edges of the board and leave no space. I really hope he deploys them in like lines of 15 as well. And it's just like the entire deployment zone. And then the quattle is right in the middle in like a square formation. <laughs> I want him to deploy them one by 15. I want all the units deployed that way. Just because he can. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a domino effect when they all start failing tests. <laughs> Which they're not going to. Pricks. Yeah. We should move on. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. 
So yeah, um, I think that'll be funny to watch, but I'm glad I'm not playing either of them because they're both bastards, quite frankly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ed, what's your second matchup? Uh, so my second matchup is uh, a couple of obviously very good players uh, in Colin Power and Amit Hidocha. That's you know that's a very high level play uh, pairing for round one, which you quite often wouldn't see. But it's Colin on KOE, and I have no idea how much experience Colin has with KOE, uh, and Amit on Dread Elves. So. Uh, neither of them in using armies that I've seen them using before, um, but very good players. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how they approach the game. And uh, it'll be interesting to see Colin use something that isn't Saurians. Well, I had a theory about Colin. Because Colin obviously plays Saurians and does very well with Saurians, and then he picks up an army and gets smashed, and he goes back to Saurians. <laughs> but then he picked up Vermin Swarm in this month's Celtic League, and he won... 220s. <laughs> so that theory's kind of gone out. So now I'm looking at his KOE and going, fuck, he might actually win this event, KOE. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a bad KOE list by any measure. It's not particularly uh, new or different. It's it's fairly fairly standard. Yeah. Green Knight, don't always see that in lists. Um, there's a few Green Knights, actually. I think both of them have got Green Knights, right? Yeah. All, all two Kiwi lists. Well, I was going to say, there was a few. There was two, isn't there? 100%, 100% Green Knight. Yes, um, saturated. Yeah. There's so, more Green I mean, Knights in this whole tournament than there are UD lists. <laughs> uh, and yeah, then Amit on Dread Elves, and I have no idea what any of his list does. Um, Certainly don't know what the characters do yet because I haven't I haven't made any notes on that list. Um, he dragon, doesn't he? He does have a dragon, yeah. Uh, let's have a look. He's got dragon. He's got lots of dread legionaries. He's got some dread knights. He's got some black cloaks. He's got a kraken and a hydra. Kraken is great choice for playing on Loch Ness. Yeah, mm. yeah. He, he auto wins. <laughs> <laughs> That is messy. Uh, yeah. Um, this, is, I mean, this is interesting. I, this is a general point about all the Jedi Elf lists. When you look at what's in them, a lot of monsters, the odd dragon, uh, there's even a list that's got two units of Thunderpack, a lot of, uh, a lot of shit were harnessed in the list. No one's running Beastbreakers, which I find really weird. Idiots. Which is the unit that gives all, like, a harnessed unit hatred, which would be fucking perfect for the for the Thunder Herd units. Because mm. they've only got two attacks, but they're strength six on the charge. That's not true. Ben Dunford has a unit at a raiding party. Beastbreakers. No, he doesn't. I've said that, I've said that none of them do, so they don't. Okay. <laughs> that got oh, very 1984 really quick. Hold on. Ben Dunford. This was a late entrance. This was one of the last two lists that got added. <laughs> Ed, what are you doing? You're fucking up my, my good points. Oh, see, Paul doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> this is bullshit. Hey, Paul, you're too organised. You do so stuff ben ahead of Dunford, time. That's your problem. You win at Dread Elves. Because you're the only one that does what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. No, but Amazon lists... Uh... Yeah, it's interesting. The, the MSU Spears... Don't know about that. He's obviously a very good player and knows exactly what the fuck he's doing, but that isn't... I don't think that's a configuration in any Dread Elf list I've seen before. 
I think Amit's list is probably the odd one out from all the other um, Dread Elf lists because they've all gone quite blocky and monster heavy apart from him who's gone basically pure MSU. But Amit's Amit, so he's he's got a plan. Like I mean, Master Cosmo. I mean, best lore in the game, right? Say no more. Basically, auto win at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. So, who's your money on then, Ed? I I'm gonna put put it on Amit because I don't think I would enjoy looking at that matchup as a KOE player. Okay. Uh, I think. Those uh, playing against elves is always tricky because of the agility, uh, and charging into spear units is always a problem. So the um, academy trained unit as well could fuck the lances on the charge if you don't do enough damage. Yeah, yeah, that that, that may actually come into play in this, <laughs> which is maybe part of the reason why he's got so many. Okay. Yeah. Um, Paul, you got a gut feeling which way that's going to go? I've just realised Amit's got Beast Breakers as well. What is with this list document? <laughs> Ed, I yeah, blame you. Yeah. This, is, this is terrible. <laughs> Coming in here shitting in all my good analysis. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Paul, we're going to have to review your Mad Git contract because you've really fucked me up in this one. I mean, to be fair, I think I've been nothing but consistent. <laughs> <laughs> in my defence... I mean, you are fifty percent of the company as well, so I can't actually fire you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Amit for no other reason that he has beast breakers, so he also wins. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. It's a tie. I've got no fucking idea. I'll say I'll say Colin because I've picked him up. Ugh. Oh no, actually, Colin's playing for Team England now, isn't he? No, fuck it, Amit. At least least Amit was true to himself, unlike you, Colin. Jesus, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Um, Cool. Uh, Paul, what's your second matchup? Cool, so last matchup. um, I like the look of James versus Sean. Uh, So I've talked about Sean's list before. He's running the... uh, uh, all the vermin hulks um, James has gone true to form and has embraced his um, direct and smashy ways with a very concise <laughs> Warriors of the Dark Gods list that basically comprise of 25 warriors with sloth and halberds 2 units of 6 feldrakes 5 chosen knights with sloth 2 warrior, uh, warrior knights with lances a battle shrine and 2 flares and then he's got a master kicking about with a 1-up armor save on evocation like, it's funny when you read through the document and, like, some of the lists, there's a lot in them. Like, there's a lot of lists that are MSU, they've got a lot of shit. And you get to James's list and you think, ah, oh, that's that's refreshingly concise. <laughs> uh, and I think it's just going to be a complete mashup in the middle of the table. So I think that could be just quite fun to watch. I'd like to see what the um, big blocks of Hulks can do against the Fildrax. I suspect get fucking uh, wrecked. But um, they could hold them long enough to actually, if he sets it upright, get something into a flank, and the, the field actually won't like that. Um, so I don't know. Do you think they would? What is the agility of a vermin hulk? Four or three? No idea. I know feldjacks are four in the charge, which they should get the charge because they're much faster than. Yeah, they. but then they can absorb. I don't know. Because the the hulks are three attacks each. 
Strength five. Strength five with battle focus. They won't get any saves against agility four, okay. so they'd be hitting the same time. That's alright. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it, Sean, just fucking push it all. I think it's got but this is it. This is this is why I'm interested, because if it's just gonna be pure combat from turn two, then you never know. It's gonna be a half an hour game. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. filled with lots of northern grunting from either side. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I hope I don't play anyone around God, you. I'm just gonna get fucking dogs in Gonna be shunned. I actually like both these people as well. <laughs> My friends like you. <laughs> the fucking worst. Yeah. Twenty five uh, warriors, Halberd Sloth, Zealot Spanner. Um a thousand and twenty five points. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, he's got uh, to put the sorcerer in there as well. <laughs> and I mean, I'm assuming he's not putting the battle shrine in there, but he could, and it would probably be the most expensive unit in the game or the tournament. Nice. It's a, uh, it's really nice to be able to fill up your core in one unit, though. Yeah. It's madness. I like it because it wins the prize. I think along with maybe Luke Blackstall of being the shortest uh, list in the document, so it was very easy to check it. Yeah. So what's that? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. James has ten entries. Luke has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh I mean, shit! I mean, yeah, Luke Blackstall's only got eight. Did I call his name? No, he's got nine. No, he has alarm. Nine. Paul, nine. go and actually get something right tonight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just going on the, the length of the list, though, because Luke Blacksill's uh, Warriors goes into two lines. Uh, what a rookie mistake. Ex- extra complications involved there. <laughs> who, who needs that? Um, so who's your money on then, Paul? In that matchup? Yeah. Um, no, the boxing. <laughs> who's playing in the boxing? I don't know. I, I picked a sport. I don't know why I went boxing. I don't even think there's boxing on. There's rugby on. I could have gone rugby. I didn't do that. Um, I am going to go for James because he's playing Warriors. And that's the only reason. Okay. Ed, what do you think? Uh, my money's on whoever is not wa- whoever Wales are not playing because uh, I'm sure a red card will get given and they're not. Anyway. Boxing. Uh, <laughs> no, let, let's talk about this, right? So just, right. <laughs> Fuck the Welsh, right? Because quite frankly, oh, here we go. Fuck the, fuck I'm the still. Welsh. I'm just actually. English. Is there anyone else, Andrew, that you want to get? <laughs> this is where all my rage is coming from. That fucking red card. I'm not over it. Sorry, Ed. Continue. I'll just okay. see it quietly. To be fair, the red the red card wasn't that bad. Ali Price box kicking the ball away with three minutes to go was worse. Uh, um, as bad as uh, the boy Davies kicking it away thirty seconds on the clock. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, I'd be tempted to back Vermin on the basis that they're they're filth and it's Vermin, even though it's not the normal filth. It's still filth. So yeah, I'll give it. I'll go with Sean. Cool. Andrew, you're the decider. Who's, who's taking it? Um, I'm going to go Sean. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think he can soak it up. Whether that's a good thing or not, we'll find out. But 
<laughs> I'll go Sean. Cool. Yeah. See how that pans out. I, w- I also insulted Sean earlier, so maybe that will give me back some good kudos. Um, my second game. Oh yeah, my second game was um, James Ladward, who was my also one of my list picks against Jack Austin. Uh, because it's a mirror match, it's a Silver Elf mirror match, and um, they both deserve each other for picking Silver Elves, and it's just going to be four hours of them moving. They're not going to get out of turn three, are they? No, they're going to be slow playing life. It's going to be ten ten, perfect Silver Elf score. And uh, yeah, I think Jack's list is quite cool though. Um, Big fan of Jack's list. Yeah. Is he the only person that's taken beat Thicket Beasts? Um, they're not that popular in a lot of these lists, are they? No, they're not. Everyone's gone for the Tree Fathers. They're actually, the, yeah, and he hasn't taken them with a BSB um, sitting nope, in the unit. there's another there. list. Fuck, fucked it again. Nav, <sighs> Nav's got a unit of six. Nav wins Sylvan Elves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think. Uh, I think Jack's got the advantage there. He's got the elite shooting. He's got the big unit of 27 with the banner of deception. I think he'll take a pretty hefty toll on all the small stuff in James's list before he manages to close up. And even the Kestrel Knights aren't aren't necessarily safe against things like the Pathfinders. Oh, it'd be cool the way of a dragon off in the middle. Ah! <laughs> I mean, if you if I was James, I would just be dropping for first and just rush him, right? I think I think both of them will want the first. Yeah. And it might be it might be a big part of who wins that game actually, who gets first turn. Oh, that's exciting, eh? What's the what's the map and scenario? Uh so the map is the is Hadrian's Wall, um, and it's breakthrough and frontline. So yeah, scoring scoring's a bit of an issue for both of them really. Yeah. Jack. Because the Heath Riders will die and the drive yeah. slow. And then the archers are going to be busy for the entire game, which basically leaves Jack with 15 forest guard that need to get into the opponent's uh, deployment zone. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is a tied secondary and uh, it just comes down to who manages to take off more of the other person's toys. I mean, Jack's got a lot to close. If James plays really aggressive, he's got a lot to shoot off in turn one. Yeah, he does. He's also got quite a bit of punch back as well, though. The avatar of nature is no slouch in combat. On yourself, James. Get in there. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Uh, Paul, who do you think's got the edge? Um, Jack, who's got Cosmo. Fair, fair. Um, awesome. So that's our top picks from uh, <laughs> round one. Um, we've got a couple of bits to do before we wrap up the show. The first is uh, Mike Sylvester asked what Macar do. Um, they're, they're barbs on horses, mate. Fucking read the book. I'm not doing your job for you, Mike. Um, don't let them charge you. Charge them and they die. There you go. Um, special mention to Ollie for being a scumbag uh, and bringing a horrible list to play against a, a person who I believe is a new player. Yeah, it seems the first tournament he mentioned uh, when submitting his list, so best of luck to Ross Townsley. Ross, smash Ollie. 
He deserves it. And Tokyo will get it better. And Ollie, you should just roll over and let him do it. <laughs> Props to uh, Casimir, by the way, for taking the uh, the list with the lowest amount of char- uh, points spent on characters. <laughs> what was that, 150? Oh, it's like 200 and something points, and that's it. I like how Casimir just took Frazzy's list as well. <laughs> just lazy. Playing at Casimir. There's, just a, there's a lot of people that have gone down in my estimations in this list document. Are they all under D? I think it's actually everyone wanted seventy. To be honest, <laughs> there's not many matchups where I'm like, oh, I like that matchup. Um, that probably is a driving factor. Um, before we wrap up, what do people think about our first round games? Ed, you are playing, aren't playing? As it stands, I am playing. We have even numbers, so I get to play. I'm playing against Josh Burns, who won the side event uh, with his Silver Elves. So that'll be a that'll be an interesting one. I quite often struggle against Silver Elves because they like to shoot off all the toys that I bring. Um, Bastards. And it's yeah, very frustrating. It's three tree fathers and a bunch of elite shooting. Um, I've got thaumaturgy, so I feel better about this than before. But uh, yeah, it'd be a tricky one, I think. Be a tricky one. I think breakthrough should favour me, though. Okay, cool. Quietly confident. I like that. Um, Paul? I'm playing uh, Glenn's Warriors of the Dark Gods. Uh, basically two big tooled up chosen lords on board dioceses um, and a couple of units of barbs with great weapons and then he's got a block of warriors which I'm assuming he's wizard on war dioceses is going to go he's got some chosen knights of sloth a couple of chimeras, flares and a dart of knights, that's it um, no range really, which is nice apart from uh, magic uh, which suits me uh, it'll be interesting if I can gangbang the, the barbs units then I think I can pop them on res I don't think I need to worry too much about the drone lords but I mean that's my immortal last word so probably that'll be me getting 20 sure. um, but no it'll be interesting I'm just uh, I like that I'm playing against something that I know what everything does I don't need to go away and study the book I can just read the list and I'm like okay cool always, nice a, always a plus yeah, yeah. yeah makes life so much easier Sloth Knights um, will be hard to chew through, but um, not impossible. So you reckon you've got the edge? Um, I think it's, it could be quite a smashy game, and so it's got the potential to go big either way. Ooh. Um, it being breakthrough, though, I've got more scoring than he does, I think. So if I can pin down all of his big stuff in combat, then I might be able to, to at least draw, if not win the secondary. Nice. Okay. Um, my game is going to go big. Confident. Um, that's, a, that's a strong start. That's yeah, what you want in a tournament. Yeah. yeah. Big um, score. It might, and I feel bad for even saying this. Um, it might not go my way. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you asked me to write down a list which would be the worst matchup for me, it would probably look something like this list. <laughs> You've playing... said this before at events. In fact, the first Scottish Championship, you said this about playing against Barry's list, and you ended up beating him. I mean, I was feeding Barry tins all the way through the game. Just so that tactic, that tactic is off, off the, the, the table, quite literally. Just send, just send your opponent, round round opponent, a wee gift parcel 
to arrive at the opportune moment, and then he'll get pissed and you'll be fine. Okay. Well, I am playing the lovely Jake Cortine, and Jake and I have never played. So I am looking forward to playing Jake a lot. Um, however, I think he's going to absolutely smash me. Jake's a big boo sound, though, so I think I think that's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and he's known for being really unprepared at his games as well. So. Oh, he's always late and gets <laughs> right. off his list. Oh, I'll tell you what, then, fine. right? I'll make a spreadsheet <laughs> and I will win. That's how it works, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what cool. I'm going to do. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to get smashed, I think. But um, I've never played Jake before, so that'll be cool. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And by see how it goes, we'll, we'll live through the torture. What do we think? Very last thing before we wrap up. Um, anyone standing out for podium picks at this very early juncture? Now, I know you're going to see me, but come on. Shine the light on someone else. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no, actually. Um, judging by the lists, I don't think there's any one list that stands out. I think there's stuff there that definitely looks strong, but with that many people and that many good players going to turn up, uh, I think it's... I don't think you can. I can't anyway, but I'm shit at this game, so Ed, take it away. <laughs> I, I think I would come down on player skill, to be honest. I think the, the people who finished high up in the Masters ranking are likely to be there again. Um, there are a couple of very rock, paper, scissors type lists, like all the monster lists or some of the heavy war machine lists that if they get the right matchup could win big. Um, but short of that, I would think it will come down on, on very much on the players who are who are very good at this i look forward to uh measuring at the end of the tournament who the top scot is because uh you know that seems like the more interesting challenge god there's only how many are there are there like four uh there's yeah maybe four native plus quite a few members of team scotland so they don't fucking count they can get the fuck i've got another position they can fuck off well, some of them. Well, you, I mean, you've got people like Guillermo. Oh, John example, Turner, yeah, the most here. Scottish man alive. He can get to. Oh, I'll play against Guillermo. That's okay. He can be in the rankings. <laughs> I don't need the competition, right? <laughs> I'm looking down the barrel of a zero. <laughs> on, give a man, give a man some hope. Would you like us to go the top Scottish vampire player? How about that? Oh, that would be lovely. Actually, wait a minute. Is there any other vampire players? <laughs> where's, where's James McDonald from? That could be Scott. That could be a Scottish name. <laughs> Uh, yeah. As Irish as they come. Um, I mean, you've got to see Craig will be there or thereabouts, right? He's double master winning. It, it's like everyone's chosen like a different army, but he's got previous with Sylvan Elves. I think he'll be there or thereabouts. So what yeah. you're saying is, is, is Craig's event to lose. So if he doesn't win, he's... he's well, I don't want to put the pressure on you, Craig, but yes. <laughs> I can only surmise that there is massive pressure on Craig in this event. Massive pressure. Well, that's good because uh, Matt's going to have massive pressure on him there as well. So they're just going to like cry over UB together. <laughs> I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll be able to actually take the amount of pressure that's on him in this event. It's going to break him. I think it's also worth a shout out for John Turner, uh, who's the reigning king beyond the wall as well. So a lot of pressure. Oh shit! Did he win it last year? He did indeed. I've got his crown sitting up here because he was going to collect it at the next event and there wasn't a next event. Didn't I've actually suppressed all my memories from the last <laughs> It was uh, with my running hashtag of Will Freas fuck it. 
Um, oh, he did fuck it. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> he did. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, who, was that against Paul Godbold? Uh, I can't honestly remember. It was against himself. He could barely fucking stand to you two. <laughs> I think I think he started to, uh, getting in his own way towards the end. Oh, was that was that the event they got beat up by a girl? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, was it? Yes. No, it was that one. Yeah. A sterling girl though, like broad shoulders, hairy yeah. knuckles. Yeah. Proper woman. Big dick between the legs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed that joke too much. Um, Ed, is there anything you want to pimp out with the event? Where can people find out more? Where can people follow the results, etc.? So people can find out more on the forum. Uh, there's a dedicated thread in the Scotland area. Um, if you're in the UK Discord, there's a Scotland channel where people will be talking about the event. And on Tourney Keeper, you'll be able to follow the results. I will also say that um, as part of this event, we're uh, collecting donations towards a prize pool, um, which is uh, all going to be bought for vouchers from Common Ground Games, which is our local, friendly local game store where we would normally be playing this event. And unfortunately, we're not able to. So it's a way for us to support the uh, support the shop, support Skylar the dog, for whom I think maybe 15 pounds of the donations have been directly allocated to Skylar. Um, yeah. Which is two separate envelopes, one for Steve and one for the dog. Yeah, I think that might be true. Um, so far, we've had, I think, maybe two thirds of the players have donated, which is great. So I'd love to see uh, the most of the rest uh, donate if you can, because I think it's a great cause supporting our local stores, which uh, are the lifeblood of our of our game, really. Yeah. And if you don't submit, you're a shite bag, and I'll find out who you are, and I'll come and I'll shut on your doorstep. He's done it before. I've, I've got previous. So just fire in a fiver, you cheap fuck. I'm just going to let, let that just sit there for a minute. Like your big stinky poo. I'll start brewing one now. Um, <laughs> have we got any Twitter coverage for the event? I will try and tweet my games. Um, uh, yeah, so we don't have any dedicated coverage. I probably should. I probably will put a hashtag up for people to tweet anything of the games. Also, what I'm planning to do with the spot prizes. That's a good point on the spot prizes. I was going to have them emailed, but maybe putting them on Twitter with a hashtag is is a better way. That's a funner way. Yeah. Um, my hope is that with things. Uh, so the spot prize for round one is the most number of units in a single combat, and I'm hoping people take some screen caps and send them in, and we'll get a a variety, a little montage of uh, fun combat that smash up images there you go i mean that's marks to lose right surely <laughs> i i don't know if you can fit that many blocks into one combat though mm. uh yeah maybe the chosen right small footprint they could small footprints some of the monsters getting into a big unit could be yeah. uh be a big potential there jake's units just gang banging my scaly blocks <laughs> maybe a good check um so the only thing left to do is to thank you, Ed, for coming on. Um, I hope that people have enjoyed this. It's probably not been informative, but if you listen to this show for information, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, and that will just seal off anyone I haven't insulted over this to a recording. Yeah, is there any other groups? Or <laughs> I've, said, or... I've said the Northern English, actually all the English, Colin, the Welsh. Um, anyone right. in Europe? Anyone in the wider Europe you want to 
I mean, the French aren't particularly high on the agenda right now because they almost fucked up the Six Nations. So they're on a fucking thin ice. Um, we'll see how it goes. Tune in next time. I'll have decided on the French by that point. <laughs> if the seat is another fucking red card in that Wales game, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> if you want to get in contact with the podcast, you can do so through a variety of means. You can email us at scotchwildlands at gmail.com. You can grab Paul and I on the form. I am Lost Cause. Paul is Space Goblin. You can grab us on Twitter through the club's official Twitter uh, page at Scottish Ninth Age. Uh, I am at MGR Lost Cause. Paul is at Space Goblin One on Twitter. You can grab us there. Uh, Ed, what is the ETC team's Twitter handle so they can follow things via that? Uh, I. I made it up and I can't remember. <laughs> I'm glad that you feel that way because, uh, yeah, I didn't know. I think it's Scotland that. ETC. I mean, ninth age. Some Which accounts? Scotland ETC. Yeah, uh, Team Scotland T9A is the actual handle. Oh shit! Fuck that up. I'm glad I made it really memorable. <laughs> um, so be sure to check that out for the coming weeks so ed you can correct me we kick off this friday friday the 26th and when is the final round uh the final round is just checking this is more complicated than i thought it was going to be hang on it's in the pinned messages i could do that do you want me to insult people while we wait yeah sure right. Who else, who else do you not like, Andrew? The, the Is there anyone in my... No, the Dutch are great. I love the Dutch. <laughs> we were actually talking the other day. I want to go over to one of the tournaments in the Netherlands. Yeah, I would, I would like on to. Topic. Who do you hate, not who do you like? Who do I hate? <sighs> right, I'm just going to reel off groups. Yeah, go you're you're going to say whether you hate them or not. Right. Okay. Shoot. Germans? No, nah, they're starting to like them. South Africans? Hmm... Americans? No. <laughs> God, there, was, there was no delay there. <laughs> this is like a Rorschach test for Andrew's state of mind. Yeah. It's been bad tonight, lads. I have to apologise. <laughs> so the uh, so the fifth round is from Friday the 19th of March to Tuesday the 23rd of March. So there you go. We finish by Tuesday the 23rd. So four weeks of Ninth Age goodness. Make sure that you are following everything on the forum and on Twitter, I've got no doubt we'll be picking up at the end of the event for the Mad Get episode. We will likely get Ed back on and maybe someone else from the event, potentially a winner, and we'll have a chat about that. Um, I know that there are various podcasts attending, including the Powered Weapons podcast, the Vale Renegades, and the Fantasy Wargaming guys. So I've got no doubt there will be content coming your way through them as well. So. PTG are uh, also... Oh, PTG as well, sorry. Staff and staff and Andrew suddenly saying that he hates PTG. No, no, they're all right. I like them. For sure. now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the final answer? <laughs> no, they're lovely. They're both actually good matchups for my list as well, so if they want to play me at this event, that'd be great. <laughs> um, all that's left for me to do is to thank Ed for coming on. Thank you, Ed. Not at all. Happy to be here. Uh, thank you, Paul, for putting up all the shit. You're welcome. And uh, maybe, you know, do some homework for the next episode because you made a tit out yourself this week.
homework. Thanks for doing no homework. Well, um, and we will catch you in the next one. Stay tuned, and we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.